Welcome to the Business Advisor Podcast, brought to you by the Business Advisor Academy. This podcast is dedicated to helping business professionals create, sell, and deliver high-impact and high-value business advisory services. Now, let me introduce you to your host today, Amanda C. Watts. In today's episode, we're going to be talking about how to grow your practice by firing those pesky clients, which, as you listen to this, might feel totally counterintuitive, especially as I spend my time helping you get clients rather than sack them. But please do stay with me on this one. It's super important. I'd like to start back at the beginning when you started your business or your practice. You really probably just wanted to work with anyone and everyone, or at least those people that could pay you. And when cash is tight, we often accept clients who are not always ideal. Maybe they're not up to our standards, maybe they don't pay our full rates, and maybe they just don't follow our rules or stay within the boundaries that we've set in our own practice. But those maybes get squished down, and maybe it doesn't matter, and maybe they can pay us, and maybe it will help us create our own successful business. In the beginning, we accept all sorts of behaviour because we need the cash. But as your practice grows and as your client base grows, you realise that those are the people that we call vampire clients. And vampire clients are the maybes that we wish we had said no to right in the beginning. They can pay just as much. Maybe they pay a little less. Maybe they pay a bit more. But they require way more time and energy and more of your personal vibrations too. They can create havoc in your business. They can create havoc in your life. They will never send you referrals. Well, the good ones anyway. And maybe they never get a great result from working with you because they're not ideal clients. And they will rarely, if ever, give you testimonials. So as an act of self-love, you need to get these vampire clients out of your life. An ideal client should make you feel good. They should give you energy, not suck the energy out of you. And when you think of your clients, I want you to answer these questions. One, do I feel energized after working with that person? Two, do I look forward to working with them when I see them in my calendar or after speaking with them? Or do I feel drained? And when you see them on your schedule or get an email from them, or if a team member mentions their name or your heart sinks and you say to yourself, oh my gosh, I can't believe I'm going to have to talk to this person. That's when it's a really clear indicator that you have what I call a vampire client on your hands. And that's not the kind of client that you really want in your practice, is it? So if you would not clone that client, why would you work with them? Why would you work with one, let alone a handful? If the answer is no, then you've got your hands on a non-ideal vampire client. Many years ago, I created a list of what constitutes a right fit client for me and my business. It's a detailed list, but it has one overriding trait. And that is, a client has got to be a nice person. They have to come across as kind and trustworthy. And I know from past experience that if someone is not nice and they don't have the character, they will eventually put a drain on my resources. You see, we're a really loving company that really cares about our clients. So I'm very careful about who I offer space in my world to. And you should be too. 
No amount of money is worth selling your soul to the devil. Sometimes it can be a bad match and they're not a bad person. They're just not your person. Not all people are for all people. Now, we're not ideal for chronic whiners and skeptics and people who make excuses and aren't going to do the work and don't treat my team nicely and don't treat me nicely and they don't treat our clients nicely. They are a really bad client for us. That's not someone that we want to play with and work with. And I spend a lot of time with my clients, so I want to feel good when I spend time with them. We're clear now in our business and everybody on the team is trained to look for red flags. So we're very caring and we don't let the wrong people in. Or if we recognize when people come in, we make a decision that maybe it's time to say goodbye. So how a client acts in the beginning is very often an idea of how a client is going to act throughout your entire relationship, which is why I sack fast. Just like with Tim, team, you you uh, hire slow and fire fast. I do exactly the same when it comes to my clients. I would love for you, first and foremost, to love yourself enough to get super clear on who is an ideal client for you and who isn't. Because keeping a vampire client has consequences that you may not see at first. Vampire clients are going to suck the life out of you. They're going to suck the life out of your team and they're going to eat into the profits of your business. Now, Joey is one of my new clients in the Business Advisor Academy, and she was sharing on our call the other day about how her team had gone through this. They had a really bad vampire client that was not only making her exhausted and fed up, but it was really affecting her team and the team morale, and they really didn't enjoy working with this client. And negatively affecting their happiness at work was actually affecting their happiness out of work. And it was just this massive snowball effect. And the work that they were actually doing wasn't getting done in the way that she wanted it to get done. Now, in the first couple of weeks that she started working with us, she got a new high value advisory client. And in fact, this client was worth $102,000 to her for a year's work, of which she got a lot of that in the bank right at the beginning. Now, this gave her freedom. It gave her and her team the energy and the confidence to sack an old vampire client of hers. And her team and her family were so happy. And the thing is, is I see this time and time again, people keep on keeping the vampire clients because they're scared about losing the money. And to be honest, I really struggle if I have a vampire client. You see, having a vampire client doesn't affect me just when I'm at work or in the moment when they're being a vampire. It affects my mental and my physical health. A vampire client keeps me awake at night. They become a topic of conversation with my husband at the dinner table. When I'm traveling in the car, I'll talk about them. And it's seen me snapping at my children and getting really stressed out. And I reckon I'm not alone with this. Many of my clients have confirmed that they feel this way too with bad clients and having one can really change your life in a negative way. A vampire client can make your head hurt, your back ache, it can bring on depression and leave you unable to go to work and laid up in bed. It's pretty horrendous. So why do we allow ourselves to keep vampire clients in our business? And why do you have clients that suck the life out of you? And why are you keeping those clients as clients? Well, quite simply, it's because we're scared of saying no to money. Vampire clients might be awful, but a lot of the time they pay the bills. And because they pay the bills, we keep them. 
Things have changed though. With the ability to now market your accounting services, there really is no need to keep bad clients because there are so many opportunities to get clients out there. You can just go and get a better one. But it hasn't always been this case. Before 1977, CPAs in America weren't allowed to advertise. And here in the UK, it wasn't until October in 1984 and the ICAW, they announced that an accountant could advertise their services in the public newspaper, Lucky Things, and other media. And this is a massive shift. So before 1977 in America and before 1984 in the UK, we weren't allowed to do advertising and marketing. After them, we were. So before... Then accountants relied on word of mouth, and let's be honest, most still do. And this means that getting rid of a vampire client is scary because you've got no control over getting a new one. And we all know the saying, a bird in the hand is worth two in the bush, but that's not necessarily true. This old adage might keep you from making a very sensible decision. And this saying that I have shared may have you convinced you're making the right decision by keeping the bird in the hand. And because you're not sure where your next good client is going to come from, you're scared. So you keep the vampire client and convince yourself this is the right thing to do for your staff and for you so you can pay your mortgage. But there is an answer and that's what I'm going to be sharing with you today. And the answer is one word, control. Now you're allowed to advertise and get clients. You're no longer restricted and banned from advertising. Therefore, the thing you need to focus on is getting your practice to a point where you can get clients when you want to. Have a tap of good leads, a pipeline that you can turn on and off, depending whether you need a new client or you want a new client. Now, a vampire client will be different for each firm owner and for each firm. Different people can tolerate different stresses. So you have to come up with your own basic rules to follow. Vampire clients can show up in a number of ways, but there are some where you just have to sack them. You have to get them out of your company and you have to get them out of your life. So I'm gonna share with you now some ideas. And whilst these ideas are created from my values in life, I would be most surprised if you disagree with me on one or any of them really. So the first kind of vampire client that you have to get rid of is one that is threatening you, whether it be verbally, physically, or with court action. Another kind of vampire client is one that's harassing you. If they harass you via email, on the phone, on social media, or sexually, one can find it really flattering when someone starts being nice to them, but in the end, it can really creep you out. And this is definitely terms for dismissal of a client. No one should ever be creeped out. Keeping an eye out for clients that do this to yourself and to your staff is really important. You need to look after your staff and it can go under the radar if your team are not prone to sharing or they don't feel comfortable sharing. If they're in fear, if they're scared about telling you what is going on behind the scenes. So you need to be checking in and making your staff are okay and you need to get the question out in the open so that staff feel comfortable sharing. You don't want this going on behind the scenes. Here's another one for you, and this is the one that really gets my goat, if the client is lying to you. So if they're making up stories about why they could or couldn't do something, blaming your team when you know it's an untruth, or telling downright lies that you know are just tales and not true. Now I've had a couple of clients do this to me, claiming that issues are happening and it's just not the way things were. And we have to quickly shut them out of our business to make sure that this doesn't carry on. 
Now, what about the client that makes unreasonable demands? No amount of money should make you a doormat. If a high value client is demanding too much from you and it's affecting you mentally or physically, it's time to get the hell out of Dodge. Here's another one. Now, this one might be something that can be fixed rather than have you sack them. But what about the vampire client that calls you and emails you at unreasonable hours? Now, if this is happening, it could be an onboarding problem that you have. So before you sack them, make sure that you have shared the ground rules with them. It's your responsibility to not make yourself available 24-7. And if you've trained the client to act in this way, then consider putting better boundaries in place rather than sacking them. And if this is happening to one person, it's probably happening to many. And then you can see that it is actually an onboarding problem. And then that's just something that can be fixed. A great lesson to learn. Here's another one. Clients that do not pay on time. I have a couple of clients that always pay me late and they need chasing every month. But this is why they're not a vampire client. I really like them, so I let it go. Their late payments do cost me money and my team does have to chase them and it can get frustrating, but they are not vampire clients. If they were, this would be the straw that broke the camel's back. So again, it's about values and how much you're prepared to tolerate. A client is only a good client if they pay their bills though. If they owe you money and don't pay their bills at all, send in the debt collectors and sack them fast. You run a business, not a charity. And then this one is really important and rears its ugly head around tax season. They do not do as you ask. They incur fines and then they blame you. This leaves you in a situation where you're angry because it's not your fault. They're angry at you and you're like, we didn't do anything. It's all your fault. Arguments and horrible emails can follow and voila, those sleepless nights I mentioned earlier start to happen. Then they start to play you off against other accountants. Maybe the vampire client wasn't always a vampire client, but is now becoming one. Maybe they're looking at the competition and coming to you and saying, oh, they're cheaper down the road. They're being swayed by price of someone else's offering. If you cannot fix this problem and articulate your value better than your competitor can, then you should just let them go. Don't be held to ransom. Do not reduce your price. And then finally, this one's a no-brainer. If they're not sticking to the law, if you have a client who wants creative accounting, then sack them fast. You should end up in a place where you are doing things by the book. Otherwise, you're going to end up in court and this will destroy your business, your marriage, your relationships with everyone around you. You are nothing without a good reputation. If you have a vampire client that holds you over a barrel and threatens to destroy your reputation, it is even more important to sack them. In order to build your freedom practice, you have to get rid of these vampire clients and fill your practice with high quality advisory clients. And these high quality advisory clients will value you and pay you what you're worth. But how exactly do you go about slaying a vampire? I'm going to share some steps with you now. One, check your letter of engagement. Can you sack them or do you need to give notice? Be aware that if you need to give notice, you need to give notice. Two, Finish all your existing projects. It's not good to leave in the middle of a project. Tie up those loose ends. Remember, you have to keep your reputation. Three, check your ego. Now, this one might sting a little, but it's important to check that the decision isn't about you or about your bruised ego. 
Consider their behavior throughout your entire working relationship and ensure this just isn't a one-off because you're in a bad mood or it's a blip by the client. Four, put them on probation. If a vampire client represents too large of a percentage of your revenue to let go right now, you might want to consider putting them on probation and helping them become better clients. Abraham Lincoln claimed that the best way to destroy your enemies is to make them your friends. In a similar vein, you can get rid of bad clients by turning them into good ones. However, if the client fails or outright refuses to change their behavior within a given time frame, then you will be well within your rights to end that relationship. Five, send a letter of disengagement. This should be short, polite, and emotionless. Don't gush, and definitely don't apologize. Explain to your client that your practice is moving in a new direction and that you will no longer be able to serve them in a way that's beneficial to them. Not because you don't like working with them, but because it's not good for them. No matter how much pain a client has caused you, you do not want to leave a relationship on bad terms or walk away with egg on your face. The moment you decide to slay your vampire clients is the moment you will get freedom in your life. You'll watch your team relax that little bit more. You'll watch your relationship with your partner and children improve. You'll watch your health come back to you and watch as you start to have fun running your practice again. A vampire client will suck the life out of you and your job is to slay the vampires fast and build a life of freedom. Thank you for listening to today's podcast. If you enjoyed it, please like and share it and leave a review. And I look forward to speaking to you in the next podcast. Have a great day wherever you are. Thank you for listening to the Business Advisor podcast. If you've enjoyed today's episode, don't forget to follow or subscribe, share this podcast and leave a rating and review. To discover more about how you can confidently build an advisory offer into your practice that your clients and prospects won't say no to, we invite you to join Amanda on her next webinar, How to Launch and Scale Your Advisory Offering. Join her by visiting businessadvisoracademy.com forward slash webinar. See you soon.